so good to be here. So good, so excited. It's a, it's a beautiful morning. It's very warm, isn't it? It's so warm. Muggy yeah. even. Yeah. Or is and, that just your office? No, no. It's, or I the think studio, it's, I mean. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> I think it could be everywhere. It could be the whole world that's muggy right now. The whole world muggy. But we've got a guest on today. Have we? Yeah, I think we should introduce him before he goes crazy. He's, <laughs> he's obviously had to walk halfway across his apartment with a damaged car. Yeah. It's taken him ages to get to the phone. Get to his studio. Into his into his recording space. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I think he's on the line. Yeah. I hope he's on the line. It says, there's a little green dot next to, Mr. it says Mr. Damien. Mr. Damien, good morning. <laughs> so exciting. I've got to tell you, good morning, boys. Yeah, I had to walk upstairs with the oh, no. calf, and I got down. got downstairs, and then I thought, oh, I've got to get back upstairs with water and not spill it. So I was, <laughs> yeah, I got it. Here I am. Here I am. And I, I couldn't get my microphone to work, so I don't know which microphone I'm on. I'm not sure if I'm on the computer one or my. Oh, you sound, we don't care. You sound amazing to us this morning. Oh, great. I, I just imagine him hopping up the stairs with a cup. Or well, now I'm worried he's on crutches. Maybe it's a sippy cup. He's on crutches with a cup. <laughs> he's trying to walk up <laughs> the stairs with the crutches in a cup. Yeah, that's... Gonna, <laughs> we, should tone it, we should tone it down. What you need is you need a, you need a camel pack for these situations, Domo. Oh, well, see, that, yeah, I, that was on order. Um, <laughs> you know, because I've been listening to this podcast where this bloke, Started running yeah. uh, oh, a couple go. of years ago, right? And mm. um, and this is, I think it was Ravi version twenty nineteen or something. <laughs> and uh, and and he was learning to run. And so um, <laughs> as he stumbled through this uh, running phase from you know kind of a, a fast amble into a <laughs> slow jog, um, I think he... stumble's still the key word. <laughs> <laughs> he wore a camel pack, some nice shoes, reflective tape, and. Um, and all kinds of things. And, and I, I was still wearing just normal anklet socks and I thought I've got to get a camel pack <laughs> one day. And <laughs> that was next on my list. So talk us next time I'll get one. Can I, can I just say, Murray, we've done a fantastic job as always of introducing our yeah, guests. Yeah, you're always. Um, for those of you, for those of you who don't know, yeah, um, I've been Dr. Damien. Yeah. You go does back to episode him, one. Does this put him back to the top? <laughs> Oh yeah, of the poll. Yeah, yeah. Our all-time pile. favorite guest. Yeah, <laughs> all-time favorite, most interviewed guest on the show, uh, Dr. Damien Christoph, the world's most preeminent expert on wellness and lifestyle, and a good mate of ours and a knowledgeable bloke. Used to be a sponsor, previous sponsor of the yeah, show. Previous. In fact, we wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for yeah. Dr. Damien and that support from from below. From yes, the, the, the wind. Some say the. The muesli beneath our wings, uh, <laughs> forage fame, Dr. Damon Christoph. So thanks for thanks for joining us, Damo. And we're mocking your your running injury, but we we do love you. The fact that you told us you might not be able to get up in time because you had a sore calf, calf sore. didn't sit well with us. Yeah, it didn't sit well with us. No, yesterday. It didn't sit well with me either. But I can tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, I'll, I'll give you some perspective. Yesterday, yesterday. But this is going to be the is this the worst calf injury anyone's ever had before? No, no, that'll be something that you would have. That's not what <laughs> yeah, I Thank you. Well, I was about to say, because I've had some bad ones. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd never try and steal the mantle from you, Mazza. There's no way. But I uh, well, I played a 36-hole um, golf competition yesterday. And uh, and earlier in the week, I pulled my calf going for runs. I've, I've been doing this thing called running. Um, and because you blokes make it sound so easy. And I've, I've followed you both on Strava. 
thought, cheapest. Beautiful. If Marzi can run 5Ks in a loop, then I can do the same thing. And so I uh, I thought, well, I'm just going to start short. I'm going to do one-kilometer sprints. So I've been sprinting one-kilometers with, uh, with Jackson, and we've been nailing it, and I've been feeling great, really loving it. And anyway, I thought I'd be sneaky the other day, and I took off. I ran away from Amber and Jackson, and then pop off of my right car. And I thought, oh, hopefully that's just a little injury. Well, progressively, it got worse, and, uh, and I, I rested it maybe a little bit, and it got good enough. Well, yesterday on the first green, um, I was playing a four-ball Ambrose, or a four-ball better ball event, and um, my, my playing partner missed a one-and-a-half-foot putt, and I didn't bring my putter because the, the shot that I played was so good, I didn't think I needed to bring my putter. So I, uh, why, didn't, I, why didn't you bring your putter? Well, I, I did. It was, on, it was, it was in my, my golf bag on the other side of the green. I just didn't think I needed to bring oh, my you, 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 you putter. Right. You didn't bring your putter to that position on the field. On the, yeah, on he should have got it. Yeah. Yeah, he should have got a biscuit. And anyway, he didn't get it. And uh, and so uh, I, I ran back. I went Oof. to run back to get it. And as I leapt off the run, it popped. Went. It was the first green of 36 holes. And so I then um, hobbled around for the rest of the next um, yeah. 35 holes. So it was pretty sore. So I got home. I was exhausted. And I thought, I haven't slept well the last couple of months because it's been so sore. I'll see if I can pull out. It's a bit soft. I'll see what I can do. And then I felt bad as soon as I said to it. I thought, no, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to come on. <laughs> go. Oh, come on. It can't be that soft. Especially if I'm going to be the most interviewed guest. Yeah. Did I well, steal we... that mantle from Wardy? Is that, is, is that Wardy? Yeah. 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 yeah, Wardy's now <clears throat> slipping down the rankings. We'll get a call from him. Yeah, he'll be blowing up. He'll blow up. Expect a call from Wardy. There'll be uh, a yeah. fellas. Fellas, I want to come on there. <laughs> and that, that's what you need. It's like a bidding war. Yeah. It's like if you're selling your property and you've got yeah. Damo and Wardy, yeah. you know you're, you're retiring after that. It's that's coming. Just, yeah. The money's about to flow. It's going to flow in. Um, <laughs> so we were just going through your Strava as you're telling us the golf story. We're having a look at um, some of the runs you've been doing. Mm. The 1.78K longest run award. You know, Strava tells you, congratulations, this is your longest run. Yes, yes, yeah. In the early days, it's good, isn't it? It's like, it, it just gives you accolade yeah, after yeah. accolade. Keeps no, the gold medals. Really yeah. embarrassing. Because it's like social media. And yeah. I've got a plan. Like, I've got a plan on how I get there. And someone gave me kudos for doing the one quarter run. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to hang my head in shame. But I, uh, hey, you've got to start somewhere. You've yeah. got to start somewhere. But, but the trying, car, what I, I want to do is, you know, like a lot of people try to get the distance up, right? And then they try to build on their pace. Well, I don't want to train for the distance. I want to train for the pace. So yeah. I'm going at the pace that I want to be able to run. And I'm trying to run for as long Further. as I can um, with that. Yeah, with that pace. And so the goal was to get, just punch out a week worth of 1Ks, try and get the pace down as, as low as I possibly could, and then push it out to 1.5Ks and then, you know, keep the pace about the same and just keep on doing that. So that that was the plan. That's what I was doing. How's that working out? Kudos, you know, for doing short runs. It's embarrassing. No, it's good. That's good. That's the um, that's the Kanye West method of uh, training for a marathon. What does he do? So he just he goes and finds when a marathon is, reverse engineers at twenty six days, and just runs an extra mile every day. So on the twenty sixth day, he runs the twenty six miles. Awesome, and he's done. Doesn't hold many records. No. <laughs> but he's but he does it. Yeah, Kanye uh, West. I didn't know, I didn't think of him as a marathon. Yeah. So why do a whole bunch of training when you can just go? Yeah. Just run a mile extra every day. It's not that far. You've got to come in closer to the mic. Well, 
Hey, I'm um, projecting. I oh, know, I oh, know. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. I can yeah. feel it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, demo. Right. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, mate. I really do appreciate it, and all the and all the laughter and banter is like. You know, we we genuinely, yeah, A, it's deserved, but B, <laughs> we genuinely appreciate having you on board. And we've asked you to come on today for a couple of reasons. Num- one of them, not necessarily number one, but one of them is to I talk reason. us through some healthy lifestyle choices because we're at, you know, 2020, 20 double deuce. 20 double deuce. We're going into the year of 20 double deuce and we want to, we want this to be the healthiest. <coughs> we want this to be the healthiest for our clients, <laughs> for our listeners and for ourselves. As Murray's joking over here in his saliva, um, what uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? You know how you know the beginning of the year and everyone's like, "This is going to be the year." Mm. Why why does it often not turn out to be the year when <laughs> when we start that way? It's pretty tough, isn't it? Like it's really tough to change your lifestyle, and um, and and I think that's the reason why a lot of people kind of kick it off and then it falls by the wayside. And, and we were all part of a, a group a couple of years ago, or last year, it was like a couple of years ago, a push-up group mm. where the Peck Majors rest in yep. peace. And we um, we just committed to doing push-ups every single day. And for the most part, I think all of us got that done, at least to 90%. And uh, I think that was an incredible, um, incredible challenge, but also an incredible achievement for everybody who was part of that group. Yeah. Um, and there's people, like I was chatting with Greg Iroh yesterday, he's still going. Greg Iroh yeah. is doing 90 push-ups per day. Mm. And uh, and he hasn't missed a beat. And, and I think Nick Philpott's the other one that's actually still okay. going. Um, good on you, Nick. Yeah, but I, um, another sponsor I, of the know, show. Is he another sponsor? <clears throat> Gosh, yeah. you guys must be rolling. I can't wait yeah, to man. see your Porsche Tesla one day. It's going to be yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the thing is, I think that people seem to do it easier when, one, they've got – the motivation to do it, but two, they've got the support around them to do it. I think that's that's an easier thing to do because you build a lifestyle and you bring along people to that lifestyle and then you surround yourself with people that engage in your lifestyle. So to be the piece, like kind of a the, the wrong piece of the puzzle, like you know how you find a, a piece of the puzzle in a box that was from another puzzle and you go to put that in and it doesn't fit, that becomes you when you want to kind of change in your lifestyle group and uh, and that makes it really difficult. So it's easier than to go back to doing what you were doing beforehand. So that's probably the reason why people... Like a different piece of puzzle. Yeah, like a different piece of puzzle. Yeah. Have you ever had that before? Yeah. 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 Well, I reckon that's, that's like changing it. your lifestyle in your friendship group when they're not really... Yeah. Really difficult to kind of keep it going, but that's like really when and, and is that in the same in the same vein? Like you might rock up somewhere you've decided you're not going to drink, and then people start going, "Come, mate, you can just have, you can have one, you can have one, you can still drive and have one." Yeah, yeah, and a lot of that's a lot of that's uh, kind of it's hard to work that out, isn't it? Like I I actually caught myself doing it the other day. A mate of mine um, is is dry until he's fifty, and uh, and and. That's, that's another six months away. And we had Australia Day uh, celebrations the other day. Um, I, you know, not celebrations, but we had barbecue slash sushi day over his place. He, he has a, mm. In fact, he might he might be a good sponsor for you guys. I'll have a chat with him. He could be really good, actually. He could be your sushi sponsor. Tell him uh, we're looking for a sleeve sponsor. We've got someone who for yeah, the right arm. Yeah, right sleeve. <laughs> the right shoulder of the t-shirt. Also, in, in the northern states, we wear like full clothing when we play contact sports. Yeah, we're not sleeves. singlets. Yeah, so there's a whole whole marketing area that the AFL miss out on. We tattoo, our neck, we tattoo our neck and our forearms, but then there's 
there's nothing in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, we, we digress. Just digress. something for the AFL to think about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and two days before that, we went to the Australian Open. And so we were at the Australian Open and we caught up and had a, this, uh, this sushi day. And on either day, he wanted to drink. And I, and I kind of I felt like having a gin and tonic. It was hot. And I, and I said, no, I'm going to have a gin and tonic. He goes, go for it. You have a gin and tonic. Um, I'll, I'll have a water. I'm like, crickets. I was like, oh, it's a, it's such a, it was an empty feeling. And I said, oh, are you sure you don't want one? And he said, no, I, de- I definitely don't. I'm dry until, you know, I turn 50. And I, and I thought to myself, oh, good on you. That's awesome. But you've just wrecked my day. And, <laughs> uh, and so I, started, I tried not to guilt him and I tried not to put any pressure on it, but you know, maybe for a few seconds. And then I, uh, and then I laid it on. But then I looked at myself and I thought, you schmuck, how can you be, you know, trying to make somebody feel bad for such a great, healthy choice that they're making. And I had to kind of pull myself up on it. But most people will just keep on going with that and make you feel bad. Um, but I think there's a, there's a change in the tide and a lot of people are going, yeah, yeah, good on you, that's great. Um, we'll support you. But they still look at you funny and it yeah. makes it harder. Yeah. And, that, and there's a change in tide around alcohol for sure and it's actually quite a growth industry, the non-alcohol alcohol. alcohol. Mm. Um, but there's something more fundamental, don't you reckon, around that, like your, you know, it's a challenge, like you said, that, that you, in, in, a, in a way, like it's ruined, you've ruined my day, you know, you've made me mm-hmm. uncomfortable about my choice. Yeah. And I don't like it. And so that, that would still show up, whether it's, you know, more socially acceptable not to drink alcohol these days, there'll be other stuff, there'll be other, there'll be other things. And it's like, you know, how do we, how do we notice that in ourselves and, and create, and, and create, I suppose, the, the the ideal setup so that we can be successful in those lifestyle changes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a few things that we want to you know, be mindful of and, and they're the simple things that we can change, you know? So what is Where it we... that we feel most comfortable doing? What do, what do we feel most comfortable changing that we're not going to get swayed on? So mm-hmm. it could be the least socially obvious thing that you do, which might be having breakfast. Yeah. It could be that every single day, um, you commit to um, having a healthy lunch, uh, which gives you the opportunity to, you know, take a salad or leftover food from the night before, um, if, you know, provided you have a healthy dinner. Um, and, and so you commit to, to, you know, one or two things or maybe two of two things, that's a healthy brekkie and a healthy lunch, and you bring in more water into your, into your diet. So much the same as the way in which I'm, I'm building my running career Mm-hmm. you would uh you know you would you would start by doing you're going to eat three meals a day so you just got to get those three meals done um but you're just going to continually improve one aspect of that so um you're drinking water mainly all the way through the day and eating breakfast and it's healthy every single day or maybe it's healthy breakfast five times a week and you know you're going to have two breakfasts out and so you give yourself a little bit of leeway um but you want to work out what it is that you want to give yourself leeway at so that you've actually got some rules around it because that change in habits um, comes with uh, a shift in rules, really. So give yourself um, the guidelines to be able to stick to. Can you do – see, I think you could rock up. I, I was at the local um, the local uh, news agency here, Humphreys, future sponsor of the show, and Humphreys have um, got a lovely book section. They've got the diet book area that you yeah. want past and um, – I think if you pulled all those books off the shelf and you read them all, Damo, you could pretty much eat anything you wanted at any time. Yeah. And it all seems okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You know, so yeah. how do you know? How do you cut through that? Like what what is the – is there a right way? Is it just the right way for you? 
Am I right in saying I could just eat anything I want whenever I want? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and by me, I mean, a, yeah, all of us. it's such a great question. And I look at all those diet books and, you know, I've been asked many times, when's, when's your book coming out, Damo? When's your book coming out? And I think the reality is now that I'm, I'm, I've got a, an old man injury. I don't. I'm thinking I'm too old to write a book now that I've. Um, <laughs> Maybe you got plenty of Maybe time. Maybe time. Yeah. because I can't write. I can't play yeah. golf. That's right. While you're stretching, you could write it out. I'll do. I'll turn on the dictation settings on my computer and <laughs> dictate yeah. it. That might work. Um. And 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 I often thought, oh, it's just going to be another one of those books on the shelves that people are going to walk past, and I don't want to be up against Pete Evans because he sells too many books, and so his eyes are so sparkly, so blue. <laughs> it's, it's so blue. And so I, um, I I thought, what would I write on? Well, then as I as I continue to learn, as I continue to, I suppose, experience what seems to work for people, um, there's a few things that I'm learning um, that, that really do work. And the first thing that we really need to do is make sure that we're eating enough plants. And I'm not going to go down the, you know, plant-based only diet. That's not my approach. It never has been. In fact, the Pi Method, which I've been speaking about for more than 20 years, um, is a 50% of your plate approach to, uh, to eating, where you'd have 50% of your plate is going to be plants. Now, I read a report the other day which talks about the sustainability of the planet, um, trying to decrease carbon emissions from farming, um, how's the World Health Organization and um, a sustainable um, food approach going to take place and their recommendation is that 50% of your plants or sorry, 50% of your food should come from plants and I was like bang finally uh, that's where we're heading because we've had all kinds of different things we've had uh, vegan vegetarian um, gluten-free FODMAP friendly paleo carnivore diet Atkins diet you know, keto, all kinds of different, you know, eating programs of all different spectrums and everybody swears that this is the right one. But the one that appears to be the best for the environment and also best for humans is a diet that has at least 50% of the, like the quantity of food that you're eating, not necessarily the calories that you're eating, the quantity, like the volume of what you're eating, 50% of the volume that you're eating comes from plants. And, and I love that approach. And I think that's really easy for us to achieve. Can I just say, what is your favourite plant to eat? <laughs> Cutting edge question. Cutting edge question. You have um, a, do you have a favourite plant? Question without notice. Um, I love blueberries. I've got to tell you, but um, from mm. a vegetable perspective, I'd have to be, I'd have to go on a limb and I'd say um, plants from the cruciferous vegetable family, yeah, in beautiful. particular Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love them. Sprouts. I love them. No, for you. There, it's a divider. It's a divider. It's the Brussels a, sprout. It's a, it is. It depends on how you cook. I think the I if think you the cook them with some animal product. Yeah, yeah, okay. nice bacon. Bacon. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Of the soy sauce <laughs> for you, Murray. I think that I think the Brussels sprout is a way of indicating to the world that I've turned into an adult now and I can yeah. eat these foods. And if you're not there yet, you've got some yeah. growing up to do. Yeah. And if you need to yeah. dip it in barbecue sauce, it doesn't you count. Yeah. You're a teenager. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't. <laughs> You can't do this. You can't sauce all over it. No, it's not. You like can't. That, that's no. cheating. That's yeah. cheating. Even the bacon, it doesn't count. Yeah, no. is that is that virtue signaling at its ultimate? Yeah. Well, really, only if you don't like it. it. No, no. Let's only if you don't. It. Is it virtue no. signaling? Look at me eating my Brussels sprout here like a grown up. No, no. I've, well, I've achieved everything. I've got a mortgage. I would the say are, the, the kids are growing up, and look at me eating my Brussels sprouts. You know, my Porsche Tesla. <laughs> 
in my reflective <laughs> pants with a camel pack on and my ultra run headband that I wear also as a face covering. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> I have done. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you rock up, if you rock up to your grocery department and you're in the fresh fruit and vegetable area and you see the Brussels sprouts and you think to yourself, oh yeah, this is good. These look good. Then you can count your, you can say, I now I'm grown up. I'm a grown up. Yeah. If you go, oh, you know what? This will look good if I eat these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. Then you're more well, like, I, I don't think personally, yeah. just to, to throw it out there, I think personally, I've ever purchased a, <laughs> a Brussels, Brussels sprout. <laughs> I know Jade on several occasions purchases the Brussels sprout and, and they, they stay do. in the bottom of the fridge. No, no, they go into the, uh, the roast veggie tray. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a little bit of a stomp of my foot when I see them in the fridge and go, no, I'm going to take these in the next day or two. I'm going to have to force these down and show the kids how it's done. What do you reckon is the vegetable that gets them, like, bought the most but eaten the least? You know I mean? It sits in the fridge. I'm calling it eggplant. I, I've, in my life, it's the eggplant. It looks good. It's shiny. It's aubergine color, as it would be. Ooh. <laughs> and then I buy it, and then by the time I want to, you know, it's the brown. I'm going to go the. Uh, what do you get? What's the long, skinny broccoli that they've sort of the broccolini? Broccolini. <laughs> you know, you buy a bunch of it, yeah. and you just put it there. Yeah, yeah. And then you pick it up about five to six days later, and limp, limp. You go. Yeah. I reckon broccolini was the broccoli that didn't really form properly, and they yes. thought, oh, look, yes. what are we going to call this so we can sell it? And That's right. oh, got, oh no, we've got some we've got another batch of these ones. <laughs> Hang on. I've got some purple uh elastic bands. It's like pocket penny. We we <laughs> ran out of we ran out of milk, so we'll make small versions. Small, <laughs> yeah, smaller mozzarellas. Yeah. And we'll charge <laughs> twice the price because we've got any on the end of it. And so Because <laughs> it's Italian. Because it, it sounds uh, European, exactly. I never anyway. thought of it as being virtue signaling until Murray described it but i'll have to say yeah it's probably true and i'm stuck on the picture with Maza cracking it when he opens the fridge door to go and get himself a, it's not a big crack because i don't want the kids to see it's just yeah, a, yeah. a little heel Eat your breath. it's just a little heel bang little, on the ground going it's a little <laughs> I, I can hear it it goes you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I think, and, and with a quick Quick head turn to make sure the kids didn't notice. He's opened the fridge. He's hoping there's a twin pack of creme caramels in there. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up that little plastic baggie. What's in there? In there? <laughs> so, all right. So if we, if we continue that conversation down the lines of more plants, yeah, percent plants. Yeah. What else are we having on? We're having some, some protein, some fats, some grains. You know, I saw the I saw the uh, New South Wales Health have put put out a an app now to help you plan your kids' school lunches, and it's you know you got to tick the box on the you got the grains in there, you got the veggies in there, and the one piece of fruit, one piece of vegetable, and so on. How we how we going then, Damo? What do we do next once we've got a heap of heap of great veggies on there? Yeah, well, the discussion now becomes around protein, which mm. is so important, and. Uh, and, and then the allocation of the types of protein to your diet at different times through the day. So one of the biggest burdens that we've got as a planet is the consumption of animal proteins. And, uh, and you know, from a, a burden perspective, I talk about 
um, the sustainability of the planet and how do we actually get it there. So uh, as a population, we consume about three times as much red meat as what we actually require like to actually you know exist and live. That, that includes countries that either are vegetarian and vegan. So you mean as a planet, not just, you're not talking about Australia, you're talking as about the world. As a planet, yes, as mm. a planet. As a country, and I don't have Australia statistics, but as a country, the US consumes 688% um, of the red meat that they need to be consuming. <laughs> that's 700, seven times the amount of red meat. And so the amount of load that it actually puts on the planet in terms of resources, water consumption, um, biodiversity loss, uh, methane um, manufacture is just enormous. And then so if you extrapolate that out and you look further, I think they eat one and a half times as much dairy as they should. They have two and a half times as many eggs as what they should. Um, and I think in terms of poultry, I think it's nearly three times as much, um, maybe it's four times as much chicken as what they should. And so this, this overconsumption um, of those sorts of water and um, uh, resource intense foods the problem with that is, is obviously there's a lot of wastage, um, but that also drives a lot of disease. And uh, and so the global burden of disease is enormous as a result of that overconsumption of animal-based protein. Yes, I 100% um, believe that we need to be consuming animal-based protein um, for humans to exist and have the healthiest existence. You know, when Marcus, Marcus Pierce and myself doing our podcast, We've never met um, a vegetarian or vegan centenarian who's been vegetarian or vegan their whole life. It just doesn't seem to happen. Uh, humans do really well at living. They didn't have life. Instagram though. <laughs> right, they did it. They did it. But I, I just don't think that there's yeah. cultures that have supported the longevity um, of humans just eating vegetables and, yeah. and, and, and plant-based diets. So I know that might ruffle a few feathers. Um, but I, I do think that um, we, we need to be consuming proteins that are appropriate for our body. and uh, But we also need to be consuming the right amount. And an amount of protein that's appropriate for us is, is probably consuming, you know, 20%, 15 20% of our, of our calorie intake as animal-based protein. And, and that'll be more than enough, not 50% and certainly not 60% of our calorie intake being animal-based proteins. Um, so where, where does really the bacon important. in egg? Where does the bacon in egg sandwich fit then within within that? Can I tell you the other day? <laughs> I was I had a barbecue and uh, and it was in the morning and Jackson said, "What would you like me to do, Dad?" And I said, "Oh, would you mind just chopping up the bacon?" He goes, "We have the bacon." I said, "Yeah, yeah I bought bacon because um, I was listening to a podcast with Ravi and Murray and they were talking about bacon in egg." And they said, "What?" And so I said, watch this. So I showed Jackson how to do it. He was so impressed. He thought it was the best. <laughs> you make a little volcano of, you made yeah. a little, oh, a little nest. Yeah. Little nest. Made a little nest. I tell you, someone sitting next to me here is beaming with pride right oh, now. Yeah. He's a very happy, very happy it. man. So I think that that fits. I think, and, and I'll go as far to say as a burger bought from a takeaway shop probably fits into a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Um, provided yeah. your lifestyle is healthy. Um, and it's not that you go, oh, how often a week can I have takeaway? It's mm -hmm. that's not the way it's meant to be. When I say takeaway, let's call it unhealthy takeaway because there are some yeah. healthy takeaways. Yeah. So, um, it's, you know, how many times a week can I have that? I and if you say, well, we only have that on Friday because Fridays is takeaway day, that that now just decreases your potential to be healthy um, by nearly fifteen percent. 
you know, it's quite a significant impact on, uh, you know, on, on how you live a healthy lifestyle. Be so, are you saying that because that's kind of factored into your regular lifestyle? <coughs> it's, it's, it's in a sense a cornerstone of your week. Yeah. That you've, you've created that and you've justified that. Because, um, I mean, I mean we, we do something along those lines for sure. I'm not, I'm not alone. You, maybe yeah. you as well. Yeah. And, and I never really thought about that was setting ourselves up for failure by, by doing that. Always thought that was like minimizing it or, or, yeah. or confining it to one, one part of the week. Yeah. And, well, you, you know, and look, I think if you, if you look at how many meals there are in a week, uh, and it, let's heaps. say it's, just, it's 21, right? It's 21. Mm. <laughs> you say heaps. It's 21 meals, right? So 80% um, of, of 21, geez, I'm so bad at maths. Uh, it, let's say that's going to be three meals a week is is um, is not going to be part of that 80%. So that's your 20%. Um, you, you're talking then, or maybe it's four meals. It must be four, four two meals. So it's four yeah. meals in a week is um, is food that's outside of your healthy Range. Space. Yeah. If you get all of that unhealthy meal done in one day, um, that's really difficult for your body to kind of process and to bounce back from. Some people say, oh, yeah, but you're going to detox and you're going to clear it all out overnight and you'll rest and drink water and it'll all kind of neutralize. But it sets up a craving and a desire for foods that are actually quite challenging. I recommend that people, you know, enable themselves, give yourself permission to have maybe four meals in a week that kind of, you know, don't don't catch, don't make that healthy meal um, badge. Bacteria. That, that, yeah, that, 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 yeah, they're not that good. So I would say give yourself that that space, but don't always use it up. You know, kind of mm. build yourself some credits, but don't use those credits. Does that make mm. sense? Like dad, like dad, 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 dad they don't accrue. They don't, they don't accrue. So you can't save them up for a big weekend mm -hmm. and take eight of those meals in the two days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about what, and then what about uh, like if if you were to do some fasting demo like if you were to like not eat breakfast can you can you then be a little bit more cheeky as the day goes on? Yeah, well, I, I think the whole concept and we look at Michael Mosley who's done a lot of work in around the fasting space and now he's you know um, selling a program um, on television. Eight hundred, you know. eight hundred calories. Yeah, and I think that's just a play on his five two where. Yeah. You know, I, I suspect that's what he's actually doing there. The whole idea of intermittent fasting was that at different periods through the week, you would decrease your calories by such a significant amount that your body would go into deficit. And then as a result of going into deficit, it would use up some of the stored fuel that you've got and, um, and you would lose weight because your stored fuel is the weight that you've stored, right? So... That approach will work for weight loss from a longevity perspective, um, such as a significant and dramatic reduction in calories could be problematic um, and, and could, in fact, if you're doing it every single week on exactly the same day for the same length of time, um, or for, I also find some people do fasting, you know, I intermittently fast every day. Um, and so I, you know, I do this, you know, this 16, eight program where, they eat all the calories they possibly can in eight hours and they don't eat for the next 16 hours. That sets up a shift, like a change in your metabolism so that your body becomes used to how you actually consume your food. So it really needs to be a, a controlled approach um, that is sustainable for the way in which you're going to live your life. But when you, when you alter your calorie intake, you alter your metabolism um, to, to suit that. 
So if you eventually only consume 500 calories of Mars bars every single day, your metabolism is uh, established for, you know, or sets up for 500 calories of Mars bars. But if it was 500 calories of salad, your body would set up for 500 calories of salad. There's different types of food and different types of food quality and macronutrient balance that your body's going to set up for. That's Wait, going to that, how and, you and can you just explain, like, when you say set up for, you mean, like, it gets used to that coming in and it's going to uh, express, you know, genetically um, what it would express knowing that that's the kind of food that's coming in, that the, those are the yeah. building blocks? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And the building blocks is such a great call, Rose, because... That, that's exactly uh, what you're doing. When you're eating food, you're putting building blocks into your body. So you're either putting in fuel for your body to um, power through and continue to heal you and, and keep you alive and manufacture um, enzyme or amino acids to then build enzymes or muscles or bones or whatever it's going to be. Um, or you're bringing into your body um, fuels that you can burn off and, and you know keep yourself kind of going. Um, and vitamins and minerals and proteins and carbohydrates and fats and fiber, all those sorts of building blocks and fuels that we talk about. Um, when, you, when you put a particular type of building block into your body, that's how your body is actually built. So if you put in deep fried chicken into your body, that's the quality of the materials that your body is going to be using to build your body. So let's say, for example, you go, oh, well, I'm going to have deep fried chicken. Um, and some mashed potato and gravy, and I'm going to do that on small a small bread roll. What about a small bread roll? And a small bread roll, <laughs> and you do that yeah. on a Friday, um, <laughs> and you do that every week on a Friday. Um, that becomes the fuel that you build your and the building blocks that you build your body from. Yes, you'll break it down to amino acids, but if you look at the quality of the product and the quality of the food that goes into your body, and then you consider what your body can do with that food. It's unbelievable that it can keep you alive using deep fried stuff that's been annihilated. Funny, um, but it's incredible that you've only should keep say it, that going really well with you know high quality stuff. Well, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I'm just sitting next to a bloke over here who um, earlier, <laughs> well, last year sometime, he went, he went through a. Oh, is, it, is that time, Murray? No, no, time no. to wrap the show. Yeah. Murray's looking at his clock. <laughs> Can we wrap up the show? Hey, we're breaking I just, up. I've got we a could... whole bunch of questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Somehow I knew this podcast was going to go very much a Ravi Damo theme. <laughs> and, and the sidekick of, uh, we'll just talk in uh, fine. veiled. <laughs> yes, yeah. We won't mention anyone's names. <laughs> or a particular fast food restaurant. Yeah, yeah. We won't single one out. But... We'll talk about it. <laughs> if, I, if I hypothetically <laughs> knew someone, <laughs> knew someone who had who had found himself in a position where the blood was no longer flowing to sufficiently to all parts of his heart, and had to put a couple of tubes in there to open those things up, how well, would you? What would be a, a reasonable or not so reasonable? Because it's actually really, really important. What would be an important step for him, her? <laughs> yeah, she to yeah. take to to take in order to you know uh, increase the chance that they're going to live a long and happy and healthy and uh, energized life. Hmm. Well, from a nutrition a... perspective, if if we can sort of be specific there. So here's me banging on about all this stuff that you've got to. Be, I don't I don't want you to sound like you've got to be healthy all the time. It's certainly not. Um, that's certainly not what I'm saying. In fact, if you look at 
uh, cultures around the world that do live a long time. They're very happy. They're eating moderate amounts of fat, moderate amounts of animal-based They drink lots of water. They also drink wine at least twice a day. Um, but there's some cultural things that they do that when you reflect on it, you go, oh, yeah, I could do that in my lifestyle, and that might make um, the meal time possibly healthier and more beneficial for me. And so that it would be that you eat with other people. It would be that you um, you tell stories and you talk and you pause and you take time to consume your food so that we're not hoovering and just, you know, shoveling food mm. down our gob, um, you know, kind of almost, um, you know, as a reflex, just putting food in and swallowing it and then getting the meal done. You know, it might take you 20 minutes to make the meal and three seconds to eat it. So that's not really a cultural thing that, people around the world who live a long time do so i would start i would start by building the cultural aspects of food consumption um more around enjoyment i'll do those sorts of things first at the time when you you know kind of trying to make some change so let's say for example you're going to make a better breakfast well let's make that better breakfast in around a table with your family or your significant other and uh and so that then you're eating together and you go okay so now we're going to talk, you know, we're going to talk about what it is that we've got on today or maybe you're reflecting about the dreams you had last night or, you know, what time we'll be home tonight, what do you need me to pick up so that we, you know, we can make a healthy dinner, all those sorts of things. So you actually kick the day off with some conversation. That's a really important way to, um, you know, to, to consume food because that's that social aspect. That should then enable you to take a longer time to consume your breakfast. That'll mean that you probably eat less because it mm. took you longer to consume it. So the quicker we eat, the more we can consume. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a tricky thing, but conversation will slow that down. So I'd, I'd work on that because the healthy people actually do that. It's, it's super interesting because um, one of the things that, you know, and you and I have talked outside of this, uh, this, this, sacred vessel that is before, before the, the dip, dip. Yeah. Um, around this this style of eating. Yeah. And one of the challenges that, uh, you know, I, I loved when you started this podcast around about, you know, just focusing maybe on one meal every yeah. day and getting that better and then focusing on two meals. And I think this is where most people stuff up their, their new routines and new habits as they go, oh, I've got to go 100% all the other way you know i've got to turn it turn the ship 90 degrees and and i'm off on another trajectory yeah um and so you you get a few days weeks into the process and you go mate this is taking so much of my self-motivation to go and i've emptied that tank and i just cannot hang on um but you get you you let's say you you, you make a few of these changes you're you're running on that sort of uh 18 good meals um, strategy, which is is what I'm employing, and you're eating fifty percent more veggies, but you're kind of hungry. What what do you do around portions and control and all of that sort of stuff? That you go, I'm still hungry. You know those 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 animal products often are, are quite like satisfying. Satisfying. They quite uh, enjoy your app, suppress your appetite a little bit. And that's not, probably not the right word, but yeah, they're you're hungry. Yeah, they're yeah, really that's nice. the word. I couldn't get it out. Yeah, yeah. Too flash for me. Yeah. yeah, just not um, as hungry when I eat bigger steaks. Yeah, well, yeah. there's there's a there's a um, a thing known as like a, a stretch um, 
reflex in the gastrointestinal system in your gut. And the stretch reflex is a 20-minute reflex that signals to your brain that you've consumed enough food. And again, it comes back to the speed at which that food's consumed, Mars. And so if you can if you can draw the amount of or the time it takes to consume the amount of food you're supposed to eat over closer to 20 minutes, then you'll your appetite will actually start to wane as a result of the length of time it took to actually consume that food. So the reflex... It's like, it's like Damo, like, is it like a bit like your um your calf muscle, you know? Like if you if you hadn't run so fast, you may not have you may not have torn the calf. <laughs> if you eat slowly, yeah. it's a he- it's healthier. Move slower, yeah. eat slower. Yeah. You know, can yeah. run Same. longer. Yes, yes. Possibly, yeah. Ravs. Yeah. yeah. Let's not turn the mirror around. That's, that's <laughs> probably a really good point. Actually, I probably could have built up to some speed. You're right, but I could have also done some stretches. Um, yeah. So I could have, you know, done a few more. But uh, you're, few but, more but you're saying about, but with that gut, with let's call it the gut stretch reflex. Mm-hmm. Um. He, by eliciting the the stretch reflex, your brain will say that's um that is full, like that's good. That's the feeling I associate with having enough fuel on board. Yeah, and we can get that feeling by eating slower, and and at the same time consuming less, say volume or less calories or whatever. Yeah, uh, if we eat too quickly, we're not getting that res- the response, and so we can get more in before the before the bell goes, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And, and the other thing is too, uh, I think it's important that we uh, are okay with being hungry. Some yeah. people um, just cannot be hungry. Um, and, and as a result of not being hungry, or not being able to manage hunger or manage the sensation of being hunger, hungry, um, they, they can go a little bit wild. So that's that hangry kind of yeah. sensation that people get. Um, that's not necessarily a low blood sugar thing. It's just, I hate this sensation of being hungry. And, uh, and they need to be snacking. So it could be that instead of actually having three meals per day, um, they, they have an approach to fuel consumption that's a little bit, I suppose, more drawn out over the whole of the day. It's just little bits of, of food just continuously throughout the whole day with some you know, bigger peaks at the main meal times. Um, but they're smaller than, say, what you, you would have if you only had three meals a day. So funny because I've, as I've adapted this, uh, this sort of eating habit over the last couple of weeks one of the things that i've done is i've i've hacked the process down that i go you know what's easier how easy it is to eat a salad yeah. out of a bowl yeah. with the meat chopped up on top yes and so it becomes easy efficient and a race to the bottom of the bowl <laughs> so even yeah. just i'm just thinking to myself i go oh i should really put this back on a plate we could get Murray one of those things where you <laughs> yeah, the, the dog bites on it. The dog bites. <laughs> the dog bites. You got to put the meat in mug, yeah. amongst yeah. the little bits of yeah. plastic. Yeah. Or inside the toy. You got to nuzzle it out. <laughs> you got to unlock it with <laughs> yeah. a massive, yeah. like yeah. a yeah. yeah, every bit I can get a little. <laughs> and, I, and then the Brussels sprout toy just rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they do at the zoo. <laughs> Give yeah. the, yeah. What's you can imagine Muzzle like, with his nose muzzling into this bowl <laughs> and pushing the Brussels sprouts out yeah. off. And I can hear the sound of it against the tiles on the floor. But I just had that epiphany as I was sitting there as I was going, I've actually just made food to go, oh, look at this. Right, salad, I'm good at this. I've got my little boccaccini balls going, left, right, and center. 
Love it. A little bit of chili oil. Yeah. I'm going for it. And then I just like cook a steak, a fish, whatever. And I just chop it up and I just chuck it in the salad. Yeah. And then chuck the salad into like four bowls and go, there you go. And it's, yeah. it is like a bit of a feeding frenzy. There's spoons and forks and nuzzling. Yeah. Where do you get your chopsticks? And there's little, and there's little carrot sticks flying. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm eating, and I just, I just have noticed that I, I have been eating just fast. Mm. I think yeah. well, I think I, I certainly I'm conditioned to doing that too. Yeah. Because I just yeah. go, oh, I'm, I'm well. I go, well, I've made all this food and I'm hungry, and I've cut my, my meat by half and. I just want to get this sad that. meal done. I just want the, I want the sadness to end. <laughs> no, there's no sadness, mate. You make us. That was a game changer when I found chili oil. Okay. Chili infused olive oil. Oof. Onto oh. a salad. Yeah. Puts in a little boccaccini balls. Yeah. What about game changer? What about a little tartness? You have lemon juice. Are you an apple cider vinegar guy? What do you do there? None. Which one? Fire tonic. tonic. Oh, I love just a shot of fire tonic. Yeah. Wish they'd come on as sponsors. They probably, they probably would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes you know you're alive, doesn't it? it does the fire tonic? Um, all right. Well, what what but, else? Well, what about what about for those people out there? And I haven't I haven't gone there yet, and I'm just going to throw it out there as part of. Cause so, if you listen to our previous podcast, we talked about maybe a couple of challenges over over the year that were that were measurable. Is um. And you and I sort of talked about this a little bit, and I haven't gone and made the purchase, and I didn't think about it yesterday while I was out and about, is if we, uh, is it beneficial for, if we go into this sort of eating structure of 50% vegetables, fruits, some protein on the side, some grains, some, some fats, that our body will go into ketosis because we're, we're cutting down some of that calorie carbohydrate load is it a good mm. way to measure the sort of success of this eating style? Um, we're just trying to make this into a challenge for ourselves, Ravi and I, so we know that we're doing something, so we can measure that we get some keto sticks and get into ketosis. Is that a goal? Is that a, is that something everybody should do? Or no, don't do it that way. But we're just trying to do it so we can hold each other accountable, measurable. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. <clears throat> I've got some. I've got great thoughts. Oh, I'm hearing myself twice. Oh, they're coming. That's weird. Wait, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah we yeah, only hear you once. Once. Thank God. Oh, uh, I only hear you twice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I might take. That's oh, weird. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, whatever what? you did then, undo that. Here we go. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. There's a delay. I'm out back again. That's weird. I'm gonna take my headphones out. Hang on. You just go with a mm. monologue. Now I'm going to try and find out how I'm going to hear you guys. Oh, there you go. This is a new yell. We could just yell. Can yeah. you hear us now? Are you there? Hang in there. Hang in there, people. Yeah. We might have to do it in three, two, one. Anyway, so um, I've got some thoughts around that. What, what we're doing at the moment is uh, doing, <clears throat> excuse me, Wow, maybe it's the podcast that brings a little bit of mucus to the back of your throat. I often wondered why Ravi clears his throat, and I think it's the podcast that does it. Mm. It's mm. not mucus, it's a little bit of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're doing ketosis, right, to achieve an end goal. Like, so yeah. in order to change chemistry within the body, to burn through fat, um, 
to get that done, that job done fast to then establish a healthy lifestyle um, moving forward for the long term. Ketosis is a an effective and very safe uh, way to kind of restrict calories to burn fuel fast. And so I I like to employ ketosis, moderate ketosis, uh, for people for short periods of time. It just get some body fat off to reset chemistry and. And, and help to build into your lifestyle some habits around food, particularly around plants and proteins and fats, the, the, the quality of plants, proteins and fats that you want to be consuming. Um, I, I like to build, build that in, in a calorie-restricted way that enables fat loss and biochemical change that's sustainable and then build a lifestyle around that that takes you out of ketosis for the long term without putting weight back on. So the whole idea of ketosis, in my mind, um, over the last 25 years, really just to get the job done, get the fat off, and use that th- those meals as a basis then, a healthy ketosis meal, to help you then build an appropriate meal that's going to help you maintain your weight. So you take yourself out of ketosis at the weight that you want to maintain at a pace that enables you to sustain that, that you know, new weight and new metabolism. Uh, without actually putting fuel uh, storages back on. So I, I don't want you to be in ketosis for the long term, Mars. I, I, I want yeah. you to do ketosis for a period of time that just enables fat loss for the period of time that we want to be doing fat loss. And then once that's that box is ticked, use ketosis as, a, I suppose, a, a reconciliation if we need to. Like if, if we overdo it for a period of time and put a few kilos back on, then we get back into ketosis yeah. to drop those kilos. Um, but for the most part, we just stay healthy and, uh, and and manage it through a healthy approach to eating and exercise, of course. Do you have your headphones back in there, Damo? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. I can but I'm still hearing myself twice. It's very okay. All right. Well, what I, what I was thinking as um, as you're saying that is is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the goal is not the ketosis, like the the measurement of your ketones. You're not. The goal is not to get high. Now, to be in ketosis necessarily, it's the goal is to establish a healthier, like lifestyle, a healthier pattern. Um, being in ketosis is just a, a physiological, like, uh, state that helps to burn fat, preferentially, you know, get, get rid of uh, unnecessary um, stored fuel. So, by measuring that, it's not as important as, say, I'm doing the 18 out of 21 healthy mm. meals, focusing on what I can do. Uh, with regards to choices, like what foods do I put into my, on, onto my plate? What do I buy at the shop? What do I order? Is that is that kind of what you're saying? It's not a not necessary. Like the the goal isn't the isn't the being in ketosis. The goal is to make better choices. Yeah, yeah. The long term. Mm. That's so good, Raps. The long term goal would be to you know reestablish a health approach to living which i think is really you know that's sustainable and that's how we're gonna you know live a long time is by doing that if Muz, um, if, if, if Muz and i were going to set up a like a challenge as we want to do for this month yeah and, and beyond but to make it into a sort of you know something that's a little bit fun as well yeah uh in, instead of doing you know uh, like a pinprick test and and checking you know our ketone numbers yeah it, would it be better for us to say you know, take a photo of what you've made for, for lunch and send it to me, you know, or something along those lines. Like, how would you, how would you enroll an, an accountability buddy in, in something like this? If you had a mate, you know, work colleague or partner or, or a podcast co-host that you wanted to do this <laughs> with, how can you think of in, in your, you know, 
25 years of, of, of experience in this or more. Yeah. What, what are some successful accountability or, or just one that we could, that we could employ? Well, I reckon the key thing is to work out what it is that you're both trying to achieve. So if you're trying to achieve the same thing, let's say both, and, and I don't know what your goals are, but let's say you're wanting to lose some weight. If it's to lose weight, then you both would employ the same measurement, um, I suppose, tools to, uh, to to know that you're both achieving what you're supposed to be achieving. So yes, you'd still probably get your keto sticks and do the little wee stick and, and we on it and measure your ketones. You probably have an accountability around the supplements that you should take. So how much oil am I taking every day? Am I taking my B vitamins? Get it done. You know, so you've got those little things that could be a checklist. And then you might have a measurement chart that with centimetre measurements, you're measuring the Ooh. weight loss. So your starting point and then the size change over that period of time. And you might also use a measurement tool like scales, for example, to see whether or not the weight's actually coming off. So you can get size change and weight loss. You've got your daily sort of reminders and then your checklist of the things that you need to get done. So you have all of those things that enable the process to be measured and compared um, so that you've got that support. So, you know, Ravs, if you've got to do X, Y, Z, Muscles go to X, Y, Z. You can hold each other accountable to having done X, Y, Z each. Otherwise, you you know you drop the ball. If that makes sense. And yes. Then, and then, and then, yeah. what about having like, what do you set up as a as a as a? Is there a reward at the end? Is there some sort of you know like a what happens at the end of the challenge? Like to the winner. I'm just thinking what 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 will he have to give give me? Camel pack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Socks, a, voucher. Yeah. a voucher for the running yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, about about what about some of those running gels yeah. no no definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not they are poison those things they're terrible i would um just you wait really um be careful because we often we as a culture reward ourselves with food you know, yeah. we've had a great day, so let's go and celebrate with food and alcohol. Yeah. We've had a, a crappy day, let's go and have some food and alcohol. Um, and and for some people, just you know, as a result of you know surviving the day, just go and have some food and alcohol. So that that approach to food based reward um, is really dangerous. So you'd want to set out with an intention of something else as a reward or as a prize for you know doing the best or achieving the goal. Um, that you both probably get, but maybe one person pays for it, but it's not food related, you know, that sort of thing. So, I new ankle socks, yeah, anklets. some new anklets, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so comfortable to run in, yeah. just when you which is when they slip under your heel. Well, they just look so make your calves look stronger, <laughs> yeah. Well, some people so they make stronger. So, <laughs> I, I feel like we, we. To, to respect your time, yeah. um, we should wrap up now. Yeah, your ice is probably... Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably your ice, new ice pack. Yeah. But, but ice is now 36 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. It, it doesn't is. hold its form very well at that temperature. Especially <laughs> against your hot, hot body. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> true, true. Actually, yeah. um, we'll put a picture of that up on the uh, yeah. on the show notes yeah. link mm. to, to Damo. But um, just want to just want to thank you so much for your time, Damien. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's actually our longest podcast ever now. Yeah. So you hold two records. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get two little emojis come up on your phone later today. Yeah. I'll go check Strava for my kudos. Yeah. Yeah. Two kudos. That's right. It yeah. Should go up on the Strava. Should we should up. have a podcast. Strava. Yeah. Yeah. Probably doesn't have that function. But um, if if uh, you, you'd find it in your heart to spend some more time with us later <laughs> in the year. We love that, man. We love to uh, not only 
obviously catch up in person one of these months. But to get you back on the show and and to check in with us. Mm. Well, I'd love to, guys. I'd love to. And thank you so much for inviting me back on. I always get a joy um, hearing the single podcast that comes out. I was going to say week, but it's not. Um, but when, when a podcast comes out and it drops into my podcast inbox, I'm, I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I, I love listening to the podcast. So thanks for doing it for so many years. Uh, it brings so much joy to me and to the people that I share uh, it with. So thank you. Um, but yeah, I'd love to come back on. It'll be great. And uh, and often I think I'm on and I speak to my steering wheel as I'm listening to you guys. And, uh, and so Making it a reality is unreal. So thank you. That's awesome. And as Murray, Murray and I love to say, make the rest of your life the best of your <laughs> life. Just All right. 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 It wouldn't, wouldn't end probably if we didn't end with that. Yeah. All right, Davo. Thanks, mate. I love you, fellas. See you. Love you, mate. Take care. See you, brother. Bye, everyone. Bye.